0: And so the girl says, Logan, she says, You think you're Thor? I can barely... Critical in episode number 92. What's worth You told that joke Before we saw Thor too
1: Yeah I just told that you joke You wanted to open Every show of that joke oh, It didn't I didn't. There's no reason Why I should do it now Is, is there some reason This is appropriate now For this episode I don't Yeah
0: because I finally get it Because I know Thor's a thing
1: Oh okay Got it Got it. Before I was like Speech impediment Ryan speech impediment <laughs> Enunciate <laughs> Your S's That's why I made you Watch the king's speech <laughs>
0: That's the, the whole reason he, We saw the king's speech Was just so Ryan would finally realize He has a speech impediment <laughs>
1: And I do now. I talk like Jeffrey Rush. Yes. Hello. You do. Just kind of. who's also Richard O'Brien. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. He's also doubling as Richard O'Brien. <laughs> mm. How'd you do? I'm Logan.
0: Um. I fine. Good. Uh. So story this week. Um. And now Ryan, it's been a while since we've done a comic book right, film. Wow. Right. Uh, I want to say the last one's Ghost
1: Rider, which we didn't even do. Ghost Rider. No, there must have been a, a one that we did. But we did. Uh, there was... uh, Huh. What did we do? I'm not
0: sure. It's, Watchmen. I, what, Iron Man 2, maybe? No, Iron Man 2. Um, it's interesting you bring up Watch. No, Iron Man 2 was last summer. Could that really be it?
1: Yeah, I think we did. That was after Watchmen, I think.
0: Maybe. Now, Watchmen um, is one of our earliest episodes, actually. Uh, and that has set the yeah, standard episode for seven. all the... Yeah. Yeah, episode, uh, was it really number 7? Because mm-hmm. that's what I was about to say. Wow.
1: Yeah, episode 7. Yeah. That's why I remember it. When I listen to episode 50, that's the only one that's weird.
0: I guess I remember episode seven because that was the first instance the word wiener ever came up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but not the last, Logan. Not
0: the last, God no. Um, no, uh, the thing of the Watchmen episode was it kind of set the standard for all these other comic book episodes we do because um, it was the episode where I, after we reviewed the movie, I was like, okay, right now I have some questions for you about what the hell we watched exactly. Sure. Um, and having been familiar with the source material, you were able to tell me. Um, it's not so much. It hasn't been a problem so much in the past. I don't remember it. Popping up with any of the Iron Man films.
1: Um, it's pretty or, straightforward. Iron Man's concept. Yeah, I
0: think some of the other ones too. I, it's kind of back to Thor, I think.
1: Okay. Well, I'll help you as much as I can. I'm not a Thor expert. I've never read Thor. I, I read Avengers comics for a little bit, which Thor is in. No, uh, he was
0: one of the Avengers, or
1: was he just kind of hanging around? No, he's one of the he's one of the founding Avengers. He's uh-huh. one of the first Avengers. He's been on so- many, many incarnations of that team.
0: But I don't believe that, Ryan, because Captain America, the
1: upcoming Captain America film, is telling me he's the first Avenger. Captain America was not only not a member of the first Avengers, but was dead when the Avengers was formed.
0: That's my other question. I I just now saw the full trailer before Thor, right? Yeah. And they're advertising him as the first Avenger. And I know all this is, like, even Thor itself and the Iron Man films, and uh, I don't know about the last Hulk or not. But all that's leading up to the Avengers film. And a lucrative uh, contract for Samuel Jackson Which is like eight movies or something insane like that mm-hmm. um, But my question is How is he going to be in the uh, Avenger film If the first Captain America film takes place during World War II
1: Well I'll tell you how it happens in the comics uh, the, In the comics uh, And I'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this in depth with When we talk about Captain America So I won't go over it in too much depth But uh, Stanley uh, you know, cre- Well actually Stanley didn't create uh, Captain America He was around before Stanley Um who was that? I wonder. That Kirby? Simon Kirby was on it for a while, I think. But who wrote it? Joe Simon? Joe Simon, maybe. Okay. But anyway, uh, so Captain America was around in the actual 40s when the war was going on, and then the that whole sort of jingoistic war comic sort of fell out of style, and uh, and then I think, yeah, I think they officially killed him in the book. Yeah, and then many years down the line in the 60s when they were doing the Avengers, they wanted. Um, wait, was it in the 60s he actually came back? Well, I'll actually do some research before we do Captain America. Point being, later, much later, after Captain America had been dead for quite some time, they wanted to bring him back. So uh, the way they wrote it was that the Avengers found the uh, frozen, preserved, and suspended animation body of Steve Rogers in an ice floe. Yeah,
0: I think I remember this. And. There's some random trivia that this I now connects my brain that in the like the director's cut or whatever that last Hulk film I want to say mm-hmm. you saw like the shadow of a frozen Captain America in some ice or something.
1: I remember you something about you seeing his shadow or something. I didn't know it was in ice, which makes total sense. Right, right. Uh, maybe they'll even end this movie with some climactic he gets buried in ice scene or something like that, which would make total sense. <laughs> Very climactic. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, my
0: favorite ending of Speed Two. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, so there's no. Hard science there, but he gets suspended an animation in the 40s, revived by the Avengers later, and, and joins the team pretty much right immediately. But he was not a founding member. It was quite, the Avengers were around quite some time before Captain America joined.
0: That has to be a like culture shock for him, to be brought back like in the 60s, right?
1: Oh, yeah. That's the, he instantly like punching out hippies? I think they exploited that a little bit. He, doesn't, he didn't okay, know what good. was going on or anything. But, you know, he's pretty much a solo guy. Like, he doesn't interact a lot with other people in general, really.
0: I also did not recall that Captain America like, went through a thing that buffed him out. Um, I guess this is a real thing. I don't think they'd make this up. Oh yeah, um, I thought he was just like kind of naturally like a buff guy and trained to be a super soldier. No, so no, no, no,
1: no. He was like, he what's... was 4F. That's part of the comics. He could not get in the military because he was not uh, in shape enough. He was Benjamin Button. Thoroughly. He was Benjamin Button. He, he does look like, like Benjamin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's that's from the comics. He could not get in because he was not in, in good shape, good enough shape, and they gave him the super soldier serum and uh, and turned him into the the idea. He is he is the most physically perfect human that you can get he's not superhuman he's he's human you could technically train yourself to be like captain america but he is the <laughs> pinnacle of what humans are naturally capable of uh which was why when you're doing your marvel versus dc it's got to be superman versus bat or rather captain america versus batman that's, oh, yeah, that's analog. Right. both humans exactly. both t- top physical condition but when they actually made that comic uh captain america didn't fight batman i don't think
0: it's, it's funny, because you say that,
1: uh, like, the Marvel vs. DC, yeah, you
0: think, and you think know. Superman and Captain America, right? Because both of those are America, too. Right, that's the thing. Um, that's, like, their thing. But I actually think Superman Spider-Man more so. I don't know, something about Spider-Man seems more American to me. Those guys have fought. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, everyone's uh, at some point or other has.
1: This I'm second-guessing myself. Did Captain America and Batman... Yeah, I guess Captain America did fight Batman. Sorry, so that was totally appropriate. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Um... But much
0: like uh, X Men: First Class and the slew of upcoming, it's summer. That's how you know when um, superhero movies start falling out of the sky. Um, <clears throat> but much like X Men: First Class, it's a film I kind of shot down just after I saw some early stills for it and whatnot. Thor and was. Now I've seen this trailer. No, I'm oh, still Captain America.
1: Captain America. Okay.
0: Now after seeing this trailer for, it, which I think is the first trailer I've seen for it, um, kind of exciting, I must say.
1: It looks really it's damn good. Now uh, um, uh, the line "A weak man knows the value of strength" tells me they get this character.
0: Um, and Hugo Weaving, of course, uh, mm-hmm. looked Red really Skull. awesome. And the tease of him as Red Skull was really neat, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, we I uh, think we might talk about this on one of the shows in the past, but this is Joe Johnston, um, who I think of as, like, a uh, poor man, Steven Spielberg, kind of. Now, what um, has he given Spielberg. us in the past? Spielberg thought that, too, actually, when he hired him to direct of Part 3. <laughs>
1: uh, <but> also <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm poorer Japan. than I expected
0: to be, Joe. I'm hiring you. <laughs> Um, Jumanji, of course, oh, yeah. uh, and then most recently The Wolfman, um, also right. if you Go weaving. so right. uh, there's your connection there. Uh, but no, I'm, a inter- I'm interested to see how this film turns out. Um, but more, uh, closer to home here, talking about Thor tonight, uh, I think that Thor kind of falls in this category too, um, where I was completely <laughs> like laughing out loud when I saw early stills for this, right? Mm-hmm. Cause it's is really incredibly goofy clothing, um, goofy eye patch thing going on with... Uh, Hopkins? My favorite star from the right, I believe it was called. I've mm-hmm. already uh, forgotten about that. Already, yeah, me too. Right, I'd forgotten that um, uh, the mechanic wasn't the Transformer Four, the Transporter Four. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, that Jason Statham like was still making movies besides right. expendable films. Um, but uh, so how did? But actually, after seeing like the trailer that had me sold, I was kind of like, okay, this is cool. They're doing, you know, it looked like she's just seeing photos up, but when you actually see in this context, it works mm-hmm, out.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and and then he doesn't of course, spend a ton of time in the costume, actually.
0: Um, true. Uh, yeah, we'll get to all that in a second. But the, and then the other uh, like precursor going to see this film was the interest of Kenneth Branoff directing. Uh, is this going to work or not? Uh, How is he going to do this? Um, I actually went back and looked at his catalog. I didn't watch any of them. I'd seen most of them before, I guess. Um, but he has, doesn't have a single thing like this throughout the rest of his catalog. The thing that comes closest, I guess, for a Hollywood blockbuster might be Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I showed that to an English class when I was student teaching because it sticks somewhat close to the book in some way, mind you. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, well, he, he so does and he
1: doesn't yeah, yes. have stuff like this because, yeah, he doesn't have a superhero movie. He doesn't have an action film that I re- recall. No, but, but he... I'm thinking more... Like,
0: like Never mind superhero movie, never mind action film. Think more of Hollywood like, he doesn't have so much, like, a Hollywood... Big mainstream, behind. yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I like his catalog the way it is so far. Yeah.
1: Um, but like I said, he doesn't... Like we've said, I think, in a previous podcast, yeah, he doesn't have an action movie, even, as you say, a Hollywood movie. But he does have a shit ton of Shakespeare adaptations. Yes, a whole And bunch. if I was going to find someone to do Thor justice, I'd probably pick somebody who could do Shakespeare, because uh, there's this... A lot of... The idea of the whole Asgardian thing It's very big Very mythical It all feels like A One of the um, uh, One of the Empirical Shakespeare stuff That deals with kings and things And the Also the way The Asgardians talk Is very Shakespearean Less so than in the comics uh, In the movies Although they handle that great I'll talk that about that in a second But um, But it's very close to Shakespeare in sort of like Costume drama style And it's got The same sort of Giant themes Of like You know guy-must-go-through-journey-to-learn-humility kind of stuff that some Shakespeare has. So, uh, yeah, this, it's, it's weirdly appropriate. Yeah, this... Uh, that,
0: I was, I'm really trying to figure out where they who would have possibly thought, hey, why not Kenneth Branagh? Uh, I was reading to different directors it went through. Um, and where it ended up was... Uh, like, he hasn't made a film, right a film Ryan, a mil- He hasn't made a single film in his entire life. Probably because that's a, not a thing. He hasn't made a film since 2007, Sleuth.
1: Oh, I forgot he directed that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Which and no one saw pretty much. Um, So what you know was he just sitting around not doing anything? I guess and someone's like, hey, why don't you direct uh, Thor? It's kind of uh, interesting. But no, you're right. I see those qualities, and that's why maybe someone thought of him. But still, it seems kind of weird.
1: Yeah, Uh, Uh, Sam Raimi was going to direct it a long, long time ago. Yeah. Or he had a pitch for it that never got picked up. Yeah, after
0: Darkman, Mm -hmm. um, which would have been interesting. But I think Raimi seems to mesh more with uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, totally. Better choice here. Uh, But anyway, okay, so Thor this week. Um, Do we need a plot rundown?
1: Oh, I think so. It's a bit complicated. Okay, do so.
0: And then, um, well, I guess, yeah, I want to hear how this compares to the comics, too, at some point.
1: Okay. Well, Uh, I'll do what I can, as I said. Uh, So Thor. Thor, uh, basically, we start... well, we start sort of before the movie starts. There's a little bit of a pre-scene, which uh, you later realize is because we don't really get to Earth for a while, and they wanted to show that this will eventually get to Earth. So we start out on Earth, actually, with Natalie Portman's character, uh, Jane Foster, who is, in this version, uh, an astrophysicist. We'll get into the comics in a second. She's uh, sort of like storm chasing or something, looking for anomalies, and, uh, and finds one. And we, we think, hey, maybe that's going to be related to Thor. It is. But fast, fast rewind, Logan, to... Okay. Um, To Asgard And Asgard is the mythical land Where all the Norse gods uh, live uh, In the Marvel Universe Uh, It's the sort of um, It's where Odin, who is one of the most powerful gods Lives, Odin is uh, Thor's father Odin's played by Anthony Hopkins Thor uh, is uh, sort of the god of thunder He's the favorite god, big muscular blonde guy Big giant hammer, that kind of thing All sorts of powers (laughs) Um, His uh, brother, Loki uh, is the God of Mischief and can do sorts of, all sorts of trickery things and they're both sort of hanging out uh, in the comics, Loki is basically Thor's arch nemesis, and here we sort of see the origins of that relationship developing um, starts out Thor has uh, just done some awesome stuff in battle, everybody loves him, and Odin is basically about to say, hey, I officially pass the crown onto you, you're going to be the new ruler of Asgard, and Thor's like well, I don't mind if I do uh, however, some, some stuff happens with the Frost Giants, Logan. The Frost Giants are this blue icy race uh, that live on a different mythical planet, and uh, or realm let's say, they aren't really planets. Um, and they try to invade Asgard, and uh, Thor is so upset about this that he's gonna go attack the Frost Giants' uh, realm and break the truce they have. And Odin's like, "Hey, it's just a couple Frost Giants. Don't worry about it. We don't want to break our peace. We don't want to bring war for no reason." And Thor's like, "Fuck you! I'm defying you! I'm Thor, man! I'm gonna break some pieces right now, man! Break me off! Break you off, peace! I'm Thor!" <laughs> Uh, yeah, I
0: remember that that character of him from, <laughs> right. character of him from hey, Avengers, Avengers in Babysitting, I think, is when that first showed up. It yes. was called Avengers in Babysitting. <laughs> ah, uh, yes. Um,
1: uh, and so without uh, he breaks uh, the uh, the oh, it was his father's word, goes to uh, the Frost Giants realm to battle them. Odin finds out about it. It's pissed at Thor. He says, listen, you're not worthy of the throne. You disobeyed the, my order, and you're also going to bring war on Asgard now, and now everything is, is the worst. So he banishes Thor. To Earth, strips him of his power, puts all the power in Mjolnir, um, which is the hammer, puts all the power in there, gets rid of the hammer, though he puts it on Earth, banishes Thor to Earth as well, and says, you figured out, you're not allowed back in Asgard. So Thor's in this position where he is now trying to figure out what the deal is with Earth, he's never been there, learning uh, what the Earth customs are, learning a little bit of humility, let's say, Logan? Maybe he's learning a little bit of humanity as well on his way? Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, in Asgard, shit's going to hell, and we're eventually going to need Thor back to save everybody. How's that?
0: Yeah, that works for me
1: Great. So, I liked this movie I wasn't sure okay. what I was going to think about it I am not a huge Thor fan uh, I'm only, as I said, a mild Thor fan I read Avengers But I was excited to see it because I was involved And then when I saw it, I was Surprisingly happy with it um, mm-hmm. Still not a perfect film by any means But it uh, did a bunch of things right That a lot of superhero movies don't do First of all, it was able to tell It didn't focus on well, I don't know, you could call this an origin story, but it didn't have this traditional origin sense of, like, I guess maybe Thor as a character doesn't either, but it didn't focus a lot on, like, what should I do? How do I use my powers? What is going on? Like, half the movie. It, um... It's, it's kind of reverse.
0: like he has the powers and he loses them. Kind yeah, of.
1: it's. It, I read somewhere online that where um, somebody said about this movie, if Spider-Man uh, is great with great power comes great responsibility, then uh, Thor manages to do with great responsibility comes great power. And I was like, that's interesting. That's an interesting take on it. Um, but yeah, so it, it's all interesting. And it actually keeps... The entire movie always focused on the character, on the character journey of Thor. He is learning to sort of uh, be, you know, humble, get along with people, even though he's not the most powerful guy in the world. Realize why that power is actually important, and the importance of, you know, being diplomatic, et cetera, et cetera. And then he has sort of the the hero's basic journey where he gets to this point where he's willing to sacrifice himself, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's the, there's there's enough action, and the action is well done, but it doesn't focus on it. Uh, I would say that the action is uh, Use uh, Use in a respectable amount It's not just thrown in uh, Willy nilly to To keep people interested There aren't like random explosions It's actually Integral to the story um, It's well directed And the um, I don't know And I, I like all the characters I like Loki too As a bad guy uh, I thought it It worked pretty well I have more to say But what did you think of it? Um, I, I'm actually the exact opposite, because most of these things you like, I'll complain about. Okay.
0: Um, no, I really did not like this movie. You get to, you, I mean, you know my background here of comic book movies, Ryan, is that most of the time they just don't work for me, because what I'm seeing on the screen comes across incredibly goofy. Uh-huh. Um, I think things you can read in comic books, like Rainbow Road, was that an actual thing, by the way? The rainbow bridge. A rainbow bridge. That's much better. I'm sorry. Um, it's something that you can kind of like pass by, I guess, in a comic book when you're reading it because, you know, it's the way you just kind of fill it in your head is whatever, right? But if you have okay. – this buffed-out character actually saying it's kind of over-the-top.
1: But you have the humans um. in the story also thinking it's goofy, which totally takes the edge off that. Yeah, but the other thing is that
0: these humans in the story – now, I see what you're saying, that the story does a great job of following Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that, but however, it's to the detriment of the rest of the characters. Because they not only are given nothing to do because we're too busy following whatever Thor's doing, but we learn, like, what if we're told right away about them is all we ever learn about them. They hardly go through anything else of interest. Um, but that's okay of me, I guess, because none of the actors seem to care about their characters anyway. I don't feel like anyone was even trying so much here except for um, Thor and Loki. I forget both those characters' name, both those actors' names, too. Uh, But I thought they were doing a rest job. But Portman was, like, totally phoning in this performance. Um, Her friend was written – I guess her friend, her sister, I don't even remember at this point. Um, I I can't even remember the relation here. I think the guy was, like, a friend of their dad or something?
1: They're all working on a research Um, project there. She's just an intern.
0: Which is kind of weird because they're all working on this research project in a town that's literally two blocks. No one apparently works because they're too busy walking the streets all day. Um, And and this this movie also wins for the uh, worst uh, product placement. Since I think uh, Keanu Reeves, the day the earth stood still. What? Um, oh man, there's I like that there's just giant billboards in the town that say Whopper and the Burger King sign. Okay. Then um, there's uh, uh, also huge Dr Pepper cutouts, and there's a great billboard that's actually on the edge of town. You see this on a, in a wide shot. You actually see it several points throughout the movie, but in the wide shot of like him walking down the street, you see it's actually on the edge of town where no one but in their right mind would ever walk by it. Uh, that just says Southwest.com.
1: Um, oh, I do remember it. that one.
0: Um, but no, I'm not. That's not you know. That's that's hurting the movie, but not in a huge way here. I think also this movie's just a mess. Um, there's the planet, uh, whatever planet. I guess it's a planet.
1: They're not um, so really a planet. It's like a dimension the, more.
0: Okay, the dimension he's from. I could care less what was going on there. I don't know why I should care about any of the people at that planet. Then um, he gets to Earth, and we get the standard. Um, I want to say it's like CD uh, CW type comedy. Um, oh man, he's goofy. He doesn't know how to blend in here. It's all very, like very cleaned up. And there's nothing at all original or funny going on. Um, like I said, none of the characters are really giving it their all anyway. Uh, and a lot of them even get pushed aside to bring in other characters from movies that I, either A, haven't been made yet, or movies that were already made who are minor characters in those movies. Um, this whole, I don't know, this whole Marvel tie-in thing is just not for me, I guess. Because um, that's, was like, that all that was going south to me too. I was like, okay, I'm not... Quite sure falling here, but they reached several points in the movie, and towards the end, I really started thinking, okay, this is just a big waste of my time. They're going to leave everything open in for more type of movies like this. Um, like at the very end, he gets the James Bond like Thor will return in the Avengers, which was actually kind of funny. Right. Um, but no, this whole Thor thing is not for me. And Ryan, I've only ever uh, called one other film this, and that film was three hundred. But I, I don't, I don't care to to say this. It doesn't bother me at all. But I will literally say that the best word to describe
1: Thor is gay. <laughs> and I'm sticking on that. Well, uh, I disagree with 100% of what you said, except for Natalie Portman, who um, I'm not gonna say she was phoning it in, but she, the romance there is completely unbelievable. Like that, that didn't really yes. work. Uh, it just,
0: it was a sudden like turnaround too. She's like, now I will kiss you.
1: Yeah, uh. like all that's, I actually thought they were gonna avoid the romance and just have them be friends, which I would have bought better. Um, but no, the idea that like, she misses him like That Thor is like pining for her And that kind of thing Didn't really buy it And also, you know, she wasn't given much to do as a character um, Whatever, I mean yeah I, That's totally valid criticism It's one of my criticisms of the movie um, everything else you said I completely disagree with I think that no, I, um, yeah, I figured, But like I said I'm not the audience
0: For this movie To begin with
1: Right It sounds like you didn't Start paying attention Until Earth But like I was like Enjoying the movie Before Earth I was like You could have done A movie with Thor On yeah. Asgard
0: And I would have Been interested inter- inter- thinking- And I
1: don't even Like fantasy
0: I was paying attention, but the whole thing where they're like, oh, these, what, uh, ice giants, frost giants, frost whatever giants. the hell they're called, but they're like, oh, we got to go fight some frost giants. We had a truce with them. Bound to break that truce. I'm like, I could care less about frost giants. You can break ice. Why are you afraid of these guys?
1: Why goes do you there instantly and- dismiss frost giants. Of all the it's silly the the concepts and movies you've seen, why are frost giants <laughs> ridiculous? The Great yeah, bro Bridge isn't uh, goofy enough for you. The frost giants as a villain, I think, is pretty
0: goofy. To me. That's like, I expect to see that in uh, one of those, like, uh, like claymation Christmas specials or something as a, as a villain perhaps. Um, I don't but know also where like, you're they get from, there and they're man. like, oh we gotta run now. And in the background Thor's just busy showing off his hammer skills, uh, which is kind of funny. And I, the, the hammer thing is a, a weird, weird point too, because the hammer gets thrown to earth, but then how exactly does he earn the hammer somehow? Or is the whole point that he has to die before he can get there? Yeah the hammer?
1: dude, he earned the hammer because he was willing to sacrifice himself.
0: He, okay, that which so,
1: shows that he earned humility and was therefore worthy of the power of Thor, which is exactly what Odin said before he sent the hammer down there. Okay, so he has to be. He, okay, he has
0: to go there and prove himself.
1: He realized but, that there are other people that are more important than him. And then the hammer brings him back to life as well. Uh, basically, it's unclear as to whether he was actually going to die. I mean, he is a god, but then again, it's unclear as to how much of his power, uh, uh, Odin took away. That part's a little nebulous. So I'm fine with it. Okay, then uh, you can uh, argue that. My uh, other kind of big complaint here is Kenneth's directing, I think, is completely
0: off here. Um, I think there's way too many close-ups. Uh, the action scenes are kind of blurry. Uh, I was, like, I'm really glad I didn't see this in 3D, which, by the way, I didn't even know this is in 3D until like the week it came out. Were they advertising that at all? No,
1: and I totally passed on 3D. I knew no, I wasn't going to want to see it in 3D.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine. Now, after, after seeing it, I can't imagine having seen it in 3D. Um, but I don't, I don't know This whole thing Just seems outside of him and It's kind of weird To think After it's over There's nothing at all Set out about this movie As a film that he would have made um,
1: I completely disagree All those sets Those like Shots of like Characters no in capes Wandering around uh, You know Talking about their fate That's totally kind of Brana. There's
0: all green screens here If anything
1: Well who cares it's, I, The set's there when I see it I don't care if it was there When they shot it it's, Well no, I mean But it looks I don't know The, the yeah, computer effects Weren't that great In this film either I didn't think um, everything's cartoony. No, I, disagree. I guess I disagree. what you want for a uh, comic book film. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I just Jay- the, the way they um, they there was a great balance of the silly, the inherent silliness of of the Norse mythology, and the costumes, the comic book stuff, and with what you know what you need to compromise to make the movie work. Uh, for example, they show him early on in the movie, the first time see him as an adult, he's wearing the giant metal helmet, which is goofy, right? And then he's like, I'm Thor, I'm wearing, you know, it's like a ceremonial, then he takes it off and we never ever see that helmet again. It's like, it was a ceremonial. he was wearing for the ceremony, takes it off and we don't see it again. It's like, okay, comic book fans, we know this is how he's supposed to look, here he is looking like that briefly, great, take that off, it's goofy, we don't need to see it. Um, he spends a lot of the movie out of the costume as well, but when this, when the costume characters show up with like the long red capes and that kind of stuff, it feels very... Appropriate to the comic book Without feeling goofy to me Like if anything all your, um, A lot of your complaints seem to be stemming from the fact that this is silly I think they did a great job of making it seem not silly At least as not silly as you can get with Thor well,
0: I obviously I don't know much about Thor. I, you know, I know that he exists. Obviously, I've seen what he looks like. I don't know anything about his backstory. But no, a lot of my complaints are silly because this is completely silly, Ryan. Um, this whole—that's I guess where the word "gay" comes from here. It's the same thing as going for three hundred, in my opinion. Um, so much of this just doesn't work at all. To the point that I'm like, okay, who? I guess, I guess we're covering all the superheroes. So why not make a Thor movie? It, it just doesn't seem to work. Maybe if this was you know a cartoon or a comic book, yes. Um, but I'm not of that school that everything needs to be made into a. Uh, maybe this is why I enjoy like Kick-Ass so much, for instance, right. because this is something that seems like more in reality-based than that. Like, okay, this is what happens when you dress up like this or that sort of thing. Right. Like, uh, even like Spider-Man, I can see more so. And, you know, Batman, I love, um, but Thor does not click for me, and but that's okay because I'm not this film's target audience.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, clearly, and, like if you didn't like this, because this movie actually had a, cohes- a cohesive story that kind of made sense, and it didn't have. It moved along. It didn't have much fat. I, I think if you didn't like this, you're not going to like superhero movies ever.
0: Uh, well, I don't, I don't know about that, because I've enjoyed the Iron Man movies, for instance.
1: That's You just oh. enjoyed
0: Robert Downey Jr. No, that's not true at all. Okay. Uh, I also enjoyed some Samuel L. Jackson. Mark. Okay. Um, and, no, I enjoyed uh one of the Incredible Hulk films. I can't remember which one now.
1: I didn't um, see that second one. I'm sure it wasn't the Ang Lee one.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't the Ang Lee one either. Uh, But, no, just Thor, it's, eh. Um, and like, like I said, it looks like, um, you know, it's, hey, you know, I enjoyed X-Men. X-Men, you could put it in the same league, I guess. Um, granted, I didn't enjoy X-Men 3 or Wolverine, um, but that seems to be the, the common thought, school of thought. What did you think of X-Men 2? Um, X-Men 2, I can't remember, so I remember I saw it and thinking it was good. Um, like, on par with the first one, good. But you didn't like Um, the Spider-Man movies. Um, I liked the first Spider-Man film, um, the second one I liked for comedic elements, and I thought the third one was terrible.
1: Hmm. Well, the third one was pretty bad. Um, yeah, I know. okay, well, so whatever. Yeah, all right. But um, regardless of whether or not you like super movies, which is a separate argument and one I didn't need to bring up, um, yeah, I, I I disagree. I think that, you know, I think they did a lot with what they had, and it really, really worked for me. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it was a super awesome movie. I think that they introduced some things like Loki's, well, I don't want to give away too many plot stuff, but there is a twist right. with Loki that's important, but then not exploited for the story stuff it could have been. Mm-hmm. Um I think that, yeah, like I said, Portman's character was unbelievable and potentially unnecessary. Or she could have at least just been sort of a good friend. If they tried to push that into romance, it made it unbelievable. Right. Um, pacing at the beginning is slightly slow. The ending could have been more climactic. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I, I liked it a lot. And I think that it felt... I liked it so much because it didn't waste co- time. Every scene was there for a reason, which is like the biggest thing I look for for a movie. And I'll kind of move forward and... I, I don't know. So, I disagree. I enjoyed it.
0: Um, so, rating, then, for Ryan? Seven. Seven, that's actually where I figured you'd fall on this. Um, no, I was not a fan at all. Um, I was reading good reviews of this, so critics, I guess, are kind of going for it. Um, I know this Entertainment Weekly gave it an A-, which is incredibly high. Uh, but, uh, called it popcorn entertainment, if anything. Uh, but, I have a hard, I even had the huge tub of popcorn ready for my entertainment. Sure. And Maybe I had a hard popcorn time. popcorn was just bad. Um, no, the popcorn was good. Oh, my okay. Um, I had a hard time, like, Enjoying this film, it's like it's weird because I got kind of excited about it the closer at God. Um, maybe it's because we haven't done a critical in film. Uh, you know, we haven't been to theaters in a while since Scream Four. Um, so, but then, like, like so halfway through the movie, I was like, "Why am I watching this?" And I think I told you before anyway that it's not a film I would have paid to see if not for critical Inn. Right. The um, things I go to for you guys. When did you um,
1: start feeling like you weren't enjoying it? I'm just curious.
0: Um, like around the okay, so. They we I knew with this this opening was kind of cool. I was like, okay, this is awesome. I'm yeah. curious to see about this. And then the flashback. It's like, okay, I guess we're gonna see how he got to Earth. But then when I, I guess I realized that so much of it's gonna take place between both worlds. Like, okay, um, let's go back to the goofy looking uh, planet or alternate dimension, whatever you say it is now, um, to see what his family life is like with that with chick from Lethal Weapon who I haven't seen in years. And I don't care about any of that. Yeah, that was like, okay. actually
1: Rene Russo. I did
0: not realize that. Right, right, yeah. I'm like, I'm not caring about any of this so much. Mostly boring. Let's get back to Earth. I'm like, okay, here's the characters we don't know anything about who are trying to be funny. Um, There's like a Facebook reference in there. There's stuff about iPods and things like that. I'm like, okay, we get it. They're on Earth now. I understand. This is a completely different place. If anything, I guess New Mexico was pretty looking for the film. um, So I enjoyed it when they were there better. And I liked picking up on the stuff for upcoming uh, films and from films from the past but i didn't know that they jeremy replaced. renner
1: is hawkeye
0: right right which is kind of cool although once again mostly pointless when he's like oh i want a gun up there right now and he goes over this board of guns he's like i'll pick the you know the bow and arrow because that's a logical choice Cause he's the most lethal with it of course yeah of course of course but see once again from just a movie standpoint this is like watching harry potter three for logan mind you right i'm like why are these characters doing this now this makes sense um but yeah, from going, but like I said, I'm not the audience for this, so that's okay, I guess. But I get in there, I'm like, okay, so why is this guy getting so much screen time now? And he doesn't even have a movie that exists at this point. I either.
1: grant you that Hawkeye would seem weird if you didn't know anything about Hawkeye or anything right. like that.
0: Yeah, I'll grant uh, you that. I thought, if, if you really don't I know, I mean, I, I actually, I did know. Uh, but if you really don't know these things, you're like, wow, this guy's getting a lot of screen time, I guess because he won an Oscar or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a weird role to cast him in. Uh, and then, of course, we all know that Samuel Jackson should show up at some point in the credits. Uh, so I get, you wait around for that too you didn't, uh, Did you like the
1: end though? The end was pretty cool I thought
0: and Once again I didn't know what any of that meant I, While I actually recognized the fact that that was supposed to be Hawkeye I had to come home and look all that up um, To figure out And then of course somehow that's relate to Captain America And that goes back to well Captain America is Set during World War II So I don't know why this is important yet um, And I don't want to give away much more about that scene But that scene only raised a lot of questions to me That I wish had maybe like, been thrown to the third act of the film Because then maybe the third act of Thor might have been exciting um, but instead, it wasn't. Uh, no, uh, you stick you you're seven. Uh, Thor for me gets a four, mm-hmm. um, because I've seen much worse stuff. If anything, it has uh, production values. Um,
1: you just said the CGI was terrible.
0: The no, it has like it's like a big epic film still. You know, you go and you see this movie and everything. It's one of those summer fills to it. Um, it's it's not super cheap and gritty and like you know badly made. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the guy who played Thor and the guy who played Loki are really kind of giving it their all. Um Hopkins is just being Hopkins if anything.
1: Well, that's what you want with Hopkins.
0: Yeah, no no no, I'm not I I am not counting off for Hopkins' performance. Okay. Um but everyone else I will cut off for, including some actors I like too, which is kind of sad.
1: What about Handel, the ga- the gatekeeper dude? I thought he was great.
0: The gatekeeper dude. Oh yeah, I wasn't sure the his importance so much. I guess he just guards the gate, but he isn't going to be very good at it unless he just likes the person who he's guarding for. Um But no, I I mean and then, you know, the, there's no twist of him, but where his character goes from there also doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I don't
1: understand anything he's saying. Fruits,
0: these ice people aren't much of a, the. I'm sorry, the frost people, the the uh, frost the, giants. The frost giants, yeah, aren't much of a threat so much um, because apparently whatever frost spell they throw on you doesn't hold so well, um, unless you're a huge badass black guy, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. Cool. You should. And, you should, if, you, if you're at all interested, if you think you might be interested in Thor, you should see it. Yeah, no, right, right, right. But if you are, you're probably
0: one of those comic book people mm-hmm. um, anyway. Um, but, no, I'll still stand up and go see uh, First Class and Captain America. Uh, okay. high hopes for both of those. I think both of them seem to be well cast. Um, and as we mentioned earlier in the show, there's a director I like behind one of them. I don't, oh, yeah, no, behind two of them, actually, because First Class is the director of Kick-Ass. Um, oh, that's right I thought he had A great flair and direction In Kick-Ass
1: That's the dude From Kick-Ass, isn't it? I'm sorry? Isn't the dude From Kick-Ass In First Class? I don't know Guy? Okay. I don't know Maybe
0: From <laughs> the music video Now The um, uh, uh, guy played John Lennon as well I don't think he is Maybe not
1: Yeah, you're probably right I'm just thinking of Something else um, yeah, first class actually I wasn't caring about it at all And then I saw a trailer recently I'm like oh They're actually dealing with the uh, relationship Between Nangino and Professor X in an interesting way I'd like to see it right,
0: That's another one where uh, the early photos I saw were just goofy looking yes. And then I was reading all the stuff that The people who uh, have read the script are actually saying It's going for more of a CW drama type angle um, Than a, an action film uh, But I'm not seeing much of that Actually I'm seeing a good combination of that And action in the trailer Me too um, and I'm not getting over the top st- like the feeling I had after I saw the Wolverine trailer initially, where he's like flying at the helicopter. I was like, "Yeah, this is not going to be good for anybody <laughs> Right. Um, I'm not getting that. Like, this seems kind of like art in a way, and I feel like uh, I think Matthew Vaughn—I want to say is his name. Um, yeah, so, you're right. Yeah, I want to say that he might bring the right direction this sort of thing, and kind of return X-Men to, to something not—I don't know. These past X-Men films have just been pretty bad. Um, that'd be cool. No, I, I think I'm more excited about Captain America though between the two of these.
1: Yeah, I would say you're right because I actually like Chris Evans, and I think that he was the best part of those Fantastic Four movies.
0: Was there anything else as far as these big comic book films coming up? Green Lantern, like, Avengers. Oh yeah, Green Lantern just jumps to mind. No, I mean I, I'm not counting the Avengers yet because that's probably. They, I mean they haven't even started filming anything on that, right? Uh, they just started, I think. Okay. Um. So I, I guess we we'll all have that next summer, maybe. Twenty twelve. Yep. Okay. Um, so the Green Lantern, I guess it's the only other one. I know there's some minor
1: stuff, too, like uh, Cowboys and Aliens. was. There. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for that. Green Lantern, I heard. Well, I'm excited for that, too. Green Lantern has uh, always looked good from a story perspective, but as I mentioned before, that trailer, some of the CG looked pretty iffy. Like, I was hoping that was early. And then I does. recently read that they just threw another $20 million at it to improve the CG, which is good, because it seems like if that was the only thing that was wrong with it, then that'll fix it.
0: I really hope uh, that's the case, because that's what I'm not. Well, you know, I've sold on uh, Thor and Captain America. I'm not sold at all on Green Lantern. Um, yeah, just for the whole CG thing and goofy. All these like, I guess alien creatures. Is this Let's also see, an altered dimension or something that I don't know
1: about? That's another planet. Hello. Okay, so this, this Green Lantern that's... lives on, or it doesn't live, but Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps is headquartered on Oa, as everyone but you knows, Logan. Um, so <laughs> Wait, here's this, the thing I don't understand: like, planet. you just why is that automatically goofy? I mean, like, I mean, yeah, is that... it is kind of goofy. But like, before you even see the film, you think the fact that there are aliens in it makes it goofy.
0: No, that, that, like, it just looks like that is Goofy to me. It's like cartoony and comic book looking, and that's not how you get me to see a comic book film, I guess. Um, talking about Goofy, uh, next week we will attack Pirates of the Caribbean 4. Do we even know what this one's called? in this
1: book? Uh, Johnny uh, Depp has a summer home. going to buy him a third summer home, if anything. Johnny uh, Depp's doing The Thin Man, which I think is actually good casting.
0: Yeah, I did read that. I, I agree. It's uh, On Stranger Tides. Ah, uh, yeah. Title of this, title of this one. Um, now, Goofy, you want to talk Goofy, the second, third... Uh, Pirates films, but I think so many people were let down by those. Even though they were like each bigger than the one before them, before it. Uh, but I think you both of us, both of us, really enjoyed. Um, I love the first one, uh, Black Pearl, mm-hmm. Black Pearl Curse so, like, of the Black Pearl, Black Pearl, the Black Pearl, Curse of Black Pearl. I think. Maybe. Um, but then yes, the second, third one just kind of like uh, terrible. Um, especially the third one was just flat out terrible. I um, how the sequels. Uh, looking here at uh, Entertain Weekly, it seems that Giant Up absolutely agrees with me, uh, which uh, gives me high hopes for this fourth one. Um, but he uh, points out that he... Uh, but he points out e- that Logan is wrong. Oh. He didn't actually see the second and third one at all. Oh. Uh, it's interesting. Um, and he goes on to say, this is quoting him, They had to invent a trilogy out of nowhere. It was plot-driven and complicated. I remember talking to the director of the first three films at certain points during production of two or two or three and saying, I don't really know what this means. And he said, neither do I, but let's just shoot it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's not a
0: good sign. Him trying to explain it after this is kind of funny. The quote goes on to say, um, so this guy is this guy's dad and this guy was in love with this broad. I was like, what? Exact quote from Jai
1: Depp right there. Exact <laughs> um, uh, he, he like, quote from anyone who's seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs>
0: Um, he said that uh, he realized some of the changes were the fact that they got longer than the one, than, you know, each of them, those movies did get incredibly long. Um, so they've definitely cut this one down a whole lot, he says. Uh, and then he says they've gotten rid of characters that were kind of uh, lagging the story behind. And he uh, points out something that makes me really happy. He says, this is a standalone movie. Um, that, that does make me happy. So he goes on say, so we don't have to tie up any loose ends, which makes me incredibly happy, because that was the big disappointment. Like, I was already let down during a lot of the second one, but the very end where, you know, what's his face walks out again, and they're like, oh, look, now are you ready? You know, there's more in the movie, but you gotta wait till the third one now. And it really just ended right there. I was like, wow, they just, I just wasted my money on this.
1: Yeah, that is always disappointing, like Matrix 2.
0: Yes, no, exactly, right, right, where it's kind of like you're just... I, I, the, uh, the other side of this, and I, I think Hollywood tends to be going more towards this now with uh, Harry Potter. Uh, for instance, is good. When they actually tell you that it's just uh, a part of, in like an x Men's kind of like, you know, this last Harry Potter film is like part one. Right. So we knew going in that I guess we were only going to see part of a film. Um, is that better, do you think, when we know beforehand? Or would you rather have the element surprise going for it?
1: Well, if it's going to be part of a fil- so, there's a difference here, right? There's there's a trilogy which is like here are three movies that are connected, but they each tell an individual story, like the Spider-Man trilogy. I or, okay, I know where you go. This is yeah. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Or even the Back to the Future trilogy, even though there's a lot left hanging at two. Right. I would say those are all self-contained movies, um, and that's one thing. Or if you're going to say the story we actually are setting up in this movie is not finished until this next movie you should warn me and say this is part one. However, that does not absolve you from responsibility of making a, exactly right. a singularly um, satisfying experience that, while not finishing the main story, still um, comes to a conclusion that is satisfying from the perspective of a three-act structure, regardless of the fact that there's more to tell. Right. The
0: the point is you have,
1: you have to give the audience some form of an ending. Yes. Um, and you and
0: I, I think what really... Uh, brought this to head for us, was discussing the Star Wars films, um, especially if you watch them in, like, his intended order of episodes, like, one through uh, six, right? Uh-huh. Um, you watch one through three, and those are all pretty bad, um, and mostly not self-contained. I guess there's some self-contained elements, if anything, maybe the first film. Who knows? Uh, but no, then you get to episode four, which was the original Star Wars film, and you say, that's a Star Wars movie right there. It has a beginning, a middle, and end. Everything's kind of wrapped up nicely while there's that little tiny loose end. You're like, oh, okay, that could come into play in the future, but for now, I left happy.
1: Right. Um and then he screws up everything else after that, uh, but yeah everybody loves um Empire uh, Empire but it's like and I mean it is an okay movie but it's like uh you you want to finish your movie or not <laughs>
0: yeah, right right that's the big problem there. I think by yeah um I, I it's I'm trying it's hard for me to think what it would have been like to see Empire in theaters and think you know do I know that there's more Star Wars films coming at this point I think
1: you do um, yeah I think he yeah that, I guess I do. Announced.
0: Um, But as far as like, it's weird because I love all those like '80s big series like Back to the Future and Indiana Jones, that sort of thing. But I never, I've had a hard time getting behind Star Wars.
1: You know, Um, I'm always been kind of I don't have. It's not that I hate Star Wars, but um, I'm the same way, I guess. I I thought the first one was was pretty good. Um, and then I've thought that the uh, next two, I'm talking about the fourth one when I say that, Yeah. No, yeah. No. Yeah. I think the, uh, that empire and Jedi both have really cool elements to them. And I, by the time it ends, I'm like, all right, that was, you know, that's fine. But like, I have this like weird thing with my brain where it's hard to watch star Wars cause I just like, I don't, it's like, I'm not, it's not that I'm, it's not that I'm an idiot, but I, I really find them hard to follow where it's like stuff that's important is mentioned like in a very cavalier way and then not given quite the. Imports that like Causes me to actually Like remember what's going on And then like exactly. I don't know um, Not But only that. it's fine And then for the prequels Of course are, are shit
0: I agree Not only that But there's so much Going on in Star Wars And we know Just knowing about it That it exists Like there's so much Backstory behind Every single little Character in it uh-huh. That um, that just it kind of overwhelms me too, and I'm kind of like, well, I'm having a hard enough time just kind of following these little characters we're given right now. But uh, no, I enjoy the first Star Wars film. I think that's actually a pretty good movie. But yeah, Star Wars aside, there's our retro pick, I guess, the Star Wars films. Yeah,
1: that's as much time as we'll ever give the Star Wars films. Two minutes. <laughs> it is. I think I know actually
0: enough about Star Wars films to enjoy small references when people make them. <laughs> um, but much like uh, like Italian Western parodies, like I, I feel like a lot of it's overdone by this point. When you make a Star Wars joke, I'm kind of like, eh, you know, I've seen someone else do Star already. Funny.
1: I think Star Wars jokes are pretty played out.
0: Yeah, I, I agree.
1: But I'm not the first uh, to say that. Th- there's still plenty of Star Trek jokes people will make that I don't get. Um, yeah, I don't really. I, I don't usually get Star Trek jokes either, but I'm more of a Trek fan than a Star Wars fan. Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, you actually have had some experience with Star Trek film. Well, all I've had is the Abrams film. That's a good years. place to start.
1: No, yeah, no, I, I don't like care what Trekies
0: type I enjoyed
1: that film. From uh, no, I thought Trekkies liked that too. Because a lot way... of Trekies did, a lot of Trekies didn't, though. Okay. And they probably would tell you not to start with it. They would never say that. Oh yeah. Right. 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 Uh,
0: but interesting. This is just a, a nerd show here. So uh, quickly, Ryan, knowing um, some of the elements of Thor's past from comics, uh, how does this compare? Um, you seem happy. I, uh, granted, you're not like a huge Thor fan, but you. I, I guess you're happy with the way they c- carried this over for the most part.
1: Yeah, I think that. I mean, uh, I think that the whole idea of Thor as a sort of conceited god who needs to learn um, humanity is is definitely from the comics. Um, in the comics, uh, and I knew this happened I couldn't remember if this was part of the origin of Thor Or if it happened later in Thor's history So I, I did a brush up a second ago Not a second ago, before the show On Wikipedia And, uh, and I, it was actually part of the origin So in Stan Lee's version of Thor uh, When Odin sends him to Earth for you know Needing to, to get uh, some, some perspective on things um, He actually puts his Thor's consciousness and powers Into an already existing dude Named Donald Blake who is a doctor. Uh, now, that's okay. Donald Blake's name comes up in the movie. Yes, you're filling in some holes here now. Yeah. Okay. Now, it's just a joke in the movie, but it's actually a separate dude in the comics. He's a doctor, a surgeon, or something like that. I think he's a med student at the time. Um, I did just read this. And um, and so he puts Thor's consciousness into this med student, but it's sleeping, it's dormant. Nobody knows it's there. So, uh, so this Donald Blake dude doesn't know anything happened. He's walking around. One day, he's in trouble, finds a weird like walking stick in a uh, now he's this point points a doctor walking stick in a cave taps the walking stick and whenever he does that the stick turns into the hammer he becomes thor and he fights dudes um, so it's sort of like uh, i haven't again i haven't read this but this makes it interesting because the reason i like the character of in marvel comics uh, or in dc comics i mean of firestorm because mm-hmm. he was a character who had two dudes in, in one body. He was this teenager, and he was also this, this doctor, and they both shared the body and could become one another, and they were both sort of talking to each other in his head. And it kind of sounds like that's what was going on here. Like, um, he, uh, this doctor was, you know, one guy when he's the doctor, and, uh, and then this completely different guy, Thor, when he was Thor, and he had to sort of learn to live with those two things. So, kind of interesting. Kind of, yeah, no, I'm kind of digging that, actually. Um, they got rid of Donald the, Blake. Um, okay. Uh, I but, don't know exactly when, but then recently I think he's come back.
0: You said Thor as is on Earth 2 in uh,
1: mortal form, is what you're telling me here? I like, mean, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Thor's powers and him got separated, and the powers got put into this Donald guy, while Thor himself is also wandering around. On oh, the no, no. Earth.
1: Thor's consciousness is also in Donald Blake. It lies uh, okay, dormant okay. until he finds the stick. I dig that as well. Yeah. Um, Firestorm actually is, is like what you just described. They're two separate people, but anyway.
0: But are they aware of each other? I mean, grant
1: they probably become aware at some point. Yes, for a while they weren't. So it's okay, that's actually neat. This dude, uh, this teenager Ronnie Raymond, could become Firestorm, and when he did, he got this professor's brain in his body. And when they were Firestorm, they were both aware of each other. But when they separated, Ronnie was, and the professor didn't know. So the professor would just wake up in an alley somewhere and not know what the hell was going on. <laughs> that's kind of cool. And he lost his job. It was actually really sad. But anyway, um, but yeah, so it was that's cool to me. And I, re- I think a while ago they. They removed that, and he was just Thor, and then recently they've brought it back to where uh, Donald Blake is part of him, too, too, now, I think. Now, is there any
0: version where um, Thor is just an ordinary man who gains like Thor powers, like they get transferred to him somehow?
1: Um, not in not in mainstream continuity. I'm sure that's happened at some point in Marvel's okay. history. Uh, I guess it's important main... that Thor actually does have a history as a god. That's a big part of his history.
0: Right, right. Now, a lot of this, my, uh, I won't say hatred, but a lot of my dislike for this film might have came from the fact that, like, so much was just on this, in this other place that wasn't Earth, obviously, and um, maybe not so much that that's not what I was expecting, but I don't know, I kind of want more of a, a of a superhero film in that, like, you know, Thor's just this guy who watches after people on Earth, and this is the person he can become, or he's been this person for a while now. I don't know.
1: So that's what I was trying to figure out earlier. It sounds like you didn't count the part, the stuff that happened on Asgard,
0: to the no, superhero just, really stuff at all. I didn't enjoy that stuff, yeah.
1: Okay. Because um, that's, you
0: know, that's Superman being on Krypton, is that his planet? Where everyone is Superman, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want everyone to be on par here. I want, like, a superhero where he's on Earth, no one else is him.
1: Um, and he can do, that's what makes him super, obviously. Yeah, I mean but, uh, no, no, that's no, not, yeah, it's, it's true, but it's, it's I think it's there you can still have conflict regardless. Um
0: but no, all that's interesting Thor backstory there. So are you gonna get more into Thor than after seeing this movie? Has it inspired you to uh go back to your Thor roots?
1: A little bit. There's uh there's some classic Thor runs that I have been told about. The original stuff with Stan- actually I found out, I didn't realize that Stanley didn't do the writing initially. He would uh plot it, come up with the outline, and then you'd have um uh, Larry Lieber was his brother, was actually working at Marvel at the time, would do the actual dialogue writing, um, which I didn't know. So all but, that, that Shakespearean way, or that sort of old school way Thor talked, which, by the way, is something I forgot to mention, they don't actually do that in the movie, but they still talk very elegantly, but they don't do all the thou's and nines and things like that, which is good. That was a good choice. choice. Um, but that stuff was all, I mean, I don't know. Stanley probably directed it, but it was originally written by Larry Lieber. Interesting that he didn't originate that.
0: Hmm. Uh, once again, Lee's cameo in Thor was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was pretty um, They're always casting him really well for those cameos.
1: Um, um, the other one is Walt Simonson's run in Thor is considered legendary kay. and very long. So there's a lot of trade paperbacks of that stuff, I think. So maybe I'll pick something
0: up. Thor doesn't seem to be one that would sell really well now, I guess. Um, obviously, the movie, it's good to will help the sales out a bit. but
1: He's gone back and forth between not having a book and having a book. Yeah, he doesn't always hold his kay. own.
0: Like, I see him working with a group like the Avengers, perhaps, but uh-huh. not so much...
1: I, I, I don't think I could pick up a Thor comic. Like, what's Thor up to this week? Uh, Kurt Busiek did a cool thing on the Avengers where he has Thor there who is a god, and he also had um, Iron Man. This isn't really an Iron Man's character, so that was a little weird, but Iron Man sort of had a crisis because he believes in the Christian god, mm-hmm. and so they had a, a bit where... Iron Man didn't know how to treat Thor because he Thor is this god, quote unquote, but that seems to invalidate Iron Man's own perception of religion. Okay, this um, is awesome plot. Yeah. This is like uh, this is like his battling of alcoholism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Iron Man has a lot of problems with he these. Um I don't remember how that actually resolved, but I thought it was kind of a cool place to go with Thor.
0: That really is, yeah, it's thinking outside the box where I don't see where the action would come in. Um but that's kind of funny, I guess. Um well that's neat. Um Oh, I had something else to say about this, but now I've forgotten. Oh, yes. Uh, one other thing of note. Um, this is not related to Thor, uh, although it kind of is. As my um, my favorite friend who knows a lot about comics, um, and my source for all this information, I must add, too. Um, did you do anything special for Free Comic Day, which was Saturday?
1: Yeah, uh, I haven't been to a comic shop for a while. I've been falling out of it, and I wanted to get back into it. So I trucked down to my comic shop. I picked up my free comics. There was a Darkwing Duck comic for free. I was like, "That's interesting." That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Seen that for a while. Got five free comics. There was a um, Tick comic too. I didn't think I got that one though. I was uh, you only could get five, so I had to pick wisely.
0: Man, anytime someone's giving out Tick comics, I'm there. No,
1: Ben Enelin didn't write it, so don't worry about
0: it. Uh, which I mean, there's so there's been so many now. I've uh, failed to keep up with all that.
1: He really only wrote like the first twelve, right? There's been like. Yes, yeah, the first, uh, I want to say it
0: was 12, yeah. Um, but no, he was involved with some of the ones after that. Uh, Tick's Back, I believe, had his involvement. Yeah, he didn't write it, though. Oh. I know that. No, 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 yeah, there was. Uh, but it's all through his company, too, which yeah. is New England Comics. Although I don't think that's around anymore either.
1: Um, yeah, I think uh, Imager, IDW, or somebody else publishes it now.
0: But they took, uh, the problem with everyone else when they did the tick, and not to turn this into a tick conversation,
1: is that they all went too big
0: with it. Um, I like the tick kind of where he was at. Uh, when he had to watch after the city, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Everyone else, like, he went into space after that, and the villains got kind of, like, more and more 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 and more outrageous. It became more of, like, a comic, not so much this great little, um, like, comedic piece, I guess. Right, I agree. Uh, but that was one of the best things about that live-action TV show with Patrick Warburton, mm-hmm. was it really was,
1: like, Seinfeld, if Seinfeld
0: was full of action heroes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, which was good about the animated series, too, in, in a way. I mean, they did no, a lot of big no, I stuff that. on that show, too, but, yeah, it worked. Um, but, I
0: mean, they, they bounced that out well, because it's a Saturday morning cartoon. You know, they had to throw some action oh, at yeah. the kid. Um, but that's the one... That's the earliest show besides The Simpsons that I can remember, um, like, rushing out of my way to... See, like, waking up to see or taping.
1: Mm-hmm, um,
0: mm-hmm. All about taping the tick. Yeah, I love the tick.
1: And they moved it too early at some point, didn't they? It was hard to watch. Yeah, and then... Um, it was always the tick and eat the cat back to back. Oh, yeah. I didn't like Eat the Cat. Then for a while, remember that whole story where they're like... They did, I think, two seasons... And they're like, well, we're probably going to get canceled, you guys. So, oh, well, find other jobs. And then they were sure they were going to get canceled because Fox didn't renew them. And then finally, at the last second, Fox was like, no, nah, we'll take more episodes. And they were like, oh, shit. And so they didn't have any new episodes. So remember, like, for, like, almost an entire summer on, um, on uh – the Fox Saturday mornings They would do like The search for tick And it was all old clips Revoiced of like The news oh anchor goodness. Like I'm Sally Vacuum we're still I do remember for this tick. now And it would just yeah. be An old clip of the tick There wouldn't be And then finally There were new episodes But at that point Nobody cared
0: That's really funny I had forgotten all about mm-hmm. that
1: I'm like, uh, stop! Find the tick and put some new shows on.
0: Right? It's not that hard. They keep finding Eek the Cat somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I you know I also watched that X Men cartoon on Fox a whole lot.
1: I know, and Eek the Cat replaced that show, and I wrote a letter to Fox with a petition that I got my friends <laughs> to sign. I think you signed it. Yeah, oh, no, I'm sure I did. Uh, explaining uh, why X Men was much better than Eek the Cat. Oh no, I was all
0: about that X Men show. Apparently, it had a resurgence a few years back, um, and now I think it's on DVD. I think it is now.
1: I have huh. I had bootleg DVDs of it somewhere.
0: That, and my absolute favorite of those was Batman the Animated Series. Oh, of course. That's actually still creeping around in some formats, right? Like, wasn't uh, Under the Red Cape or Hood, or whatever, like, part of that kind of? Like, wasn't it the same class of animation?
1: Um, well, Bruce Timm, who was uh, one of the producers, along with Paul Dini on that series. Paul Dini writes comics and stuff now, among other things. But Bruce Timm uh, uh, is now the one of the head executives for Warner Animation. So he is involved with a lot of that new superhero stuff, because they do what's called DC... DC exclusive, DC something like that, Uh, where they're actually doing direct-to-DVD superhero movies that actually take the comics into account, so there was a cool Green Lantern one, there was World's Finest, which was great, there was uh, a bunch of stuff like that, and uh, all the Batman stuff, Bruce Timm's been involved with, so you can kind of view it as an extension. It hasn't always been um, Kevin Conroy, but it's, when when possible, they get Kevin Conroy back as Batman, who is excellent.
0: Yeah. Oh no! All that voice work was awesome. Was, uh, and Mark Hamill
1: as a joke. Mark
0: Hamill, yes, will say is Joker as well. But uh, no, that was just a great show. I remember, like, what made it great in my young mind, of course, was my mom actually, like, I think called it, like the end of an episode or something with me one time, and she's like, "Oh, that show's really dark," and like that made it pretty awesome because it kind of was. when You think back, especially when that movie came out, uh, the first film, which uh, Mask of the Phantasm, perhaps something like that. I can't believe I remember that. That's so. Uh, uh yeah,
1: I think the Mister. Fre- no, that was the first was, one. Mister Freeze was, yeah. was next. Yeah. Uh, was, Mask th- of the Phantasm
0: was dark. I think that landed a PG or PG-13 rating. I remember you and I watched it in college. Did you remember that? Yes. Um, I think you had a DVD of it or something like that. But I had seen it as a kid. But it's still pretty good. I don't know. That that whole
1: style of animation was cool, too. You want dark, though. The, so I think, I forget if Paul Dini was involved. I'm pretty sure Bruce Tim was involved with the um, Batman Beyond series, which they did afterwards, which was Batman in the future, where young yeah, Batman, right. Will Friedle, played him. Will Friedle, right. And uh, Bruce Wayne was still there, played by Kevin Conroy as the mentor, which I thought was awesome. Um, but they did the movie for that, uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. So they released, the one that actually came out on DVD first and was on oh, um, TV I'm... was like the censored version uh-huh. that they released because Fox got upset and everything. It was like it was a watered-down version, still okay. But they later released the, I forget if it was actually rated R or if it was PG-13, they released the uncensored cut where um, uh, they, the Joker dies in a very much different way, and yes. it's oh, it's dark and awesome and really worth watching.
0: We watched that, too, actually. I think you uh, you own that. Like, it was a pretty big deal. I remember you taking me to, like, the Best Buy to get it when it came out. Yeah,
1: I was really excited um, about it, unduly so. It was so. neat. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you still are when you talk about it. That's what yeah, I, I know. Mean. It's just, like, the fact that that happened, that they actually went back and did a new cut of that movie, it was very impressive to me.
0: Um, you continued to, uh, like, you, this is all stuff, you know, that I was very much into back when it aired, right? Um, but not only did you stick with it, but then, like, years later, you would actually... Um, like be the one to be like, hey Logan. You know, I know we both watched this because we talked about it, like in middle school and stuff when we used to hang out and everything. Uh, but have you seen this recently? another example that's like reboot. Oh yes. And then like you and I watched uh, like I think you were taping them at that point. I was trying was to college.
1: tape the entire series. Yeah, I think you and I this watched at least the entire first season on Cartoon Network. Yeah.
0: Because um, you'd come home every day and whatever the new one was, we'd watch it and.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy that
0: too But now I guess Shout Factory is releasing those If they're not already out
1: The reboot The definitive collection Is finally out nice. Including that weird Fourth season That was the only thing You could get on DVD For a while Because it was sort of Like four movies mm-hmm. um, Yeah that's I mean, on my wish list Right now It's like the top Of my wish list It's coming out in That'd June That would be Another fun one to watch Oh man um, I wish it, it was on Blu-ray though Because that animation That's like the the first CGI I, serial television show It exactly. to be seen In Blu-ray Now was that actually Before Toy Story Probably It's Somebody, in high uh, def Though Sorry I want to say that was before Toy Story, but I could be wrong about I that. I think it was just after, because I think okay. Toy Story was the first movie and this was the first show.
0: Gotcha. I'm not sure, though. You have to look that up. But that's actually probably the reason why I watched Reboot. Like, now, you know, you wouldn't think twice about just seeing a movie because it was CG, but uh, back then, like, that's what got me in the Reboot, the way it looked. hmm um, And then, like, you stuck with it for that, too. Not only that, but it played up the whole computer angle. Like, that was part of the show itself.
1: Yeah, that was oh, before. I don't think movie. I even had a computer at the time. Oh, no, you did. You had that one that we... Like it's Sleepovers Week program, remember? Oh yeah, but see, um, I started watching Reboot before I moved to Tennessee, though. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I guess that. Yeah, I guess that works. With, yeah,
0: of course. I was probably watching that Elementary School too.
1: Because I remember I would watch Reboot, and then for a very brief period after Reboot, they I don't know if it was just once or I think they played it like multiple Saturdays. They played that pilot that that movie that was obvious a pilot for a Crash Test Dummies series. Yes. Right. right. Uh, that they aired a couple times, and I actually had like a bunch of action figures from that.
0: I think this was, oh, no, yeah, I had these crash test action figures, too, um, which is kind of cool, because they completely come apart, everything would remember. Yeah, you could replace. It's also, like, a parent's worst nightmare, because you lose all the pieces instantly. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, But, no, the, uh, I think that was, like, ABC Saturday morning.
1: Mm, Uh, Yeah, I think you're right. Right, most of
0: my uh, Saturday experience, I think, was shaped by Fox, looking back.
1: Yeah, I think later I switched to Fox, but I feel like, for a while, ABC was the way to go, because I think, was Beakman on Fox or ABC? I want to say Beakman was CBS. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I probably just switched around then.
0: No, yeah, so did I. I know I did, because I always call Beekman, Beakman, which is a show that I tried to tell someone who's, uh I guess she is 22. I was trying to tell her about this, and she didn't believe me that show ever existed. I'm like, it was, there was this guy in this rat suit, right? And this guy who had really big hair, and he did science experiments, but it was like with a dark twist, and it was funny. And it just sounds like something now that wouldn't exist.
1: It does. It does sound a little ludicrous, actually. Yeah, it really does,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I was trying to tell, like, the rat guy would just come in and make, like, a name comets and, like, leave for the most part, like, or blow up or something, and that was, like, his bit. Um, but no, uh, I think Fox Afternoons, like, Fox is what you'd watch when you come home from school, too, because they had Tindin' oh, yeah. Adventures and Animaniacs. And, of course, Power Rangers was mixed in there. Um, but all interesting stuff.
1: Power Rangers is sort of the switchover for me. I remember that becoming, like... Where it's like, I'm interested in more adult programming Like this live action, ridiculous show (laughs) Right, yeah I mean, it's funny to to watch
0: I, I think it took a while for us to realize that we were watching kind of two different shows. We were watching um, an American Power Rangers at the same time we were watching the Japanese version, too, because whenever, anything action, whenever anyone put on any sort of costume, they switched to old Japanese footage.
1: Yeah, and that this was not, at least I don't think I had regular internet access at the time, so I couldn't just look it up. Like, I was like, what is going on? And I remember, I think I got a Power Rangers magazine or uh-huh. something that actually explained that it was a Japanese show. Brought to America And then that was why One of the reasons Why the movie was so Such a big deal Not only did they have A bigger budget But everything was new It was all shot new For America
0: Here's the deal with power Rangers. This is why it'll always stand out of my head. Now, don't get me wrong. I watched uh,
1: Saved by the Bell, right? Yeah, oh. And you start most sentences that way. Don't get me wrong. I, watch Saved <laughs> the I the watched
0: Bell. Saved by the Bell. I um, watched Saved by the Bell, but I never like. There was lots of continuity of who was dating who, but I never like noticed that so much watching Saved by the Bell as a right. kid. Okay, right. maybe it's because I wasn't in that. Like I, you know, I just watched Batman. I don't want to watch. You know, who's dating who at this point? Um, so I wasn't really noticing the continuity in that show. I, I was thinking Screech was funny that sort of thing. Right. Sure. However. Um, it still seems, uh, uh, Power Rangers is still the one that pops in my head whenever I think of continuity in TV shows. Like, that was the first time, I guess, I, continuity ever seemed important to me. It's so weird, because when you think about
1: it, um, Power Rangers was pretty lousy with it.
0: Uh, yeah, but, there was a
1: ton. I mean, what you yeah, mean lousy was, was, as in there was a lot of it, or lousy as in they were terrible at it? Um, it, both, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it was pretty lousy with it that there was tons of it, um. But, yeah, they are actually pretty bad of it, too. Like, uh, you know, oh, Tom, Rita just created... Rita Repulsa just created uh, the Green Ranger Tommy, right, Ryan? Yeah. Um, and he's evil. But now he's joined them, he's good, and he's the Green Ranger. Now he's the White Ranger, and there's stuff like that. The Pink Ranger was changing. Um, and then <laughs> there was that great bit where some of them left the show, so we all saw them from the backs and their voices dubbed for a oh, while. Oh, yeah, that was great. There's three of them, yeah. And the last... Uh, you and I, like, carried over to with Turbo which was really kind of ludicrous because there was that kid that joined them yeah. I guess they of trying to cash in with kids like us who wanted to beat Power Rangers but the best part whenever he became a Power Ranger,
1: Power Ranger he grew like three feet right because there's still the same Japanese footage right right right. Uh, but um, that was
0: and then it went into Turbo and we were all kind of like eh, I don't quite know what's happening anymore here and then it really got where um, like Billy was the only around, uh, only one still around I think Buck stayed yeah well, but not Skull but not Skull yeah um, but then Billy went to live with my absolute favorite moment in Power Rangers. <laughs> there was this race of like underwater Power Rangers
1: <laughs> of fish people.
0: Yeah, and Billy went to live with them. <laughs> I, mean, like, the I remember system. that. How does he gonna survive?
1: But okay. like, But he literally there's a shot of him at the shore. Like, okay, you this is remember? what I have to do. I love you guys. And he just kind of <laughs> wanders into the water. Well, I guess he's gonna be fine.
0: And then Alpha Five became Alpha Six. I guess who was like a newsie. Do you remember that? He had a Brooklyn accent for a while. Yeah. yeah. Kind of weird, and Lord. Uh, I used Lord, to actually
1: not believe that he was Alpha Six until I looked that up. They actually did call him Alpha Six during that time.
0: <laughs> Zordon became a woman too, if I'm not mistaken, or
1: changed the voice or something. Zordon. I buy it.
0: All that was disappointing though. But enough. I'm sorry to get off into all this, but uh, stuff that I. This is what I. This is why I talk to Ryan still.
1: Uh, oh yeah, no, no. This is this is what you need to talk, about. and you're absolutely right because like that's one of the first shows where you actually followed. Like a, a casting change in a big, I, Probably for girls It was like 90210 or something But like You actually followed A casting change of like Now the pink ranger Is going to be somebody different And it's going to be A little bit weird for you Like Even the fact that The green um, ranger Became a permanent member of the team And then became the white ranger Was something that actually Made it It made it so you couldn't Watch the reruns in any order Which was a big deal Right right You know
0: um, it made it seem important. I remember it was to us as kids because we'd all talk about it the next day, which is kind of
1: outrageous. And do you remember that you could only buy the White Ranger action figure with his Zord? It was a packed in with the Zord, so that's the only way you could get it. So you had to spend like 40 bucks. Yeah, right. right. My, mom, my, mom, my mom wasn't going to spring for that. I don't yeah. know who you're talking Oh, mine was. <laughs> <She> <laughs> yeah, made you made it very play clear. For us. look, this is all I want forever. Please buy it for me. Oh,
0: funny. Well, where's my Power Rangers season DVDs, I guess, is what I'm getting at here. Yeah,
1: that's weird they don't have those in seasons, unless maybe they do and I don't know about it. Maybe
0: because there's been so many, I think it's still on in some form. Uh,
1: Oh, yeah, it's still on. Last we looked, I think they were Dino Rangers or something. Well, I think that was a couple of revisions back. They're they they they're in the future, and they know weird conversions of karate or something. I don't know. I was just looking up the acting of that one guy who played... Actually, the guy who played the Green Ranger, because remember we did that story recently in Critical End about him getting in that fight?
0: Yes, right. He's all tattooed up now and everything. Right. Yeah.
1: So I looked at his Wikipedia page, and after... I knew that he'd come back, like, as a brief appearance in one of the movies, but, like, he's actually come back on the show several times. There was an episode where they brought everyone who's ever been a Green Ranger back, and he was there, and there was, like, a dozen Green Rangers. Like, it was crazy, apparently.
0: Wow, but why? Because the kids now, whoever's watching the show now has no clue it exists in these other
1: forms, probably. I think that, see, that's the kind of mentality that's changing, because it used to be that, where it's like, well, this show is for 11-year-olds, and so it's only ever going to be for that. But now... um, that's how comics used to be where it's like there's no reason to make these these plots interesting. like plots like because it's for eleven year olds and blah blah. blah. Right. But they're for the first time, uh, people are growing up and it's socially acceptable, at least enough, okay. to continue watching this stuff. So it's like, well, uh, for example, like most the average age of a comic book reader is thirty, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And um, no, I can totally see that with comic books. Like to me comic books is an art form. Like I can see how this like be a big deal. I guess I know enough people who are still in the comics who are our age, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't see anyone our age saying, man, did you catch Power Rangers last night? I can't believe that they brought back that Green Ranger. That's true.
1: I guess, like, I don't know. I, I kind of
0: separate the two. I guess there's a cutoff point somewhere. I think Power Rangers might be it. Yeah, I guess there is a line to draw there somewhere. Um, but all fun stuff. Well, Ryan, I really want to go watch the Power Rangers now, so um, if you don't mind... I don't. Uh, could you turn the TV on for me on your way out? <laughs> yeah,
1: we're in the same room. We just turn this yeah, on. Right. And I'll
0: see you later, Logan. I'll see you. I'll see you next week, or in two weeks. Two weeks, Ryan.
1: Two weeks, Pirates see- of the Caribbean.
0: Be there. Two weeks for Pirates of the Caribbean. Be there, and that gives you guys two weeks to catch up on all of them. And join us as we do on Stranger Tides. Love it.
1: Bye. See
0: you later.